Occasional Radio Episode 88. Everything you see is in the past. Many, many years ago, years ago, I thought I, thought I could fly. I could fly. And me, and me, I got, I got off, off, once, once, once. I want to jump into your heart. I'm gonna come in your heart from here. Stand back and give me space according to my strength. Just say no to family values and don't quit your day job. If you got too close, you vomited. The fruit was poison. One bite and you were dead. Put your ear to stone and open your heart to the sky. Put your ear to stone and open your heart to the sky. Put your ear to stone and open your heart to the sky. Put your ear to stone and open your heart to the sky. I was with William Burroughs when he died, and it was one of the best times I ever had with him. The world makes me laugh. Fill what is empty, empty what is full, light as body, light as breath. That's why poets never have money. Poets are poor sisters with great clarity and great bliss. Bloods, my natural drink, and the wails of the dying is music to my ear. Too much, too much is not enough. Life goes on, goes on, goes on, goes on. And you're so passive when 
plutonium Rude havoc warmonger Plutonium Devil's work Plutonium You born of Neptunium Born of distant dark planet names Mega, 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 mega Mega, 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 mega Part of a diary from 1962. We were in the room, and then the coach, he told me to take my shirt off and try on the top of the uniform. And I did that too. And then he told me that it fit perfectly over my body, and he started to rub my body and take it back off me again. And then he said, take off your pants and try on these bottoms. So I took off my blue jeans and threw them across the arm of the chair next to me, and he handed me the shorts and told me that I shouldn't wear any underwear when I tried them on because the fit might not be right. I hesitated a minute. Holy shit, I thought, what the fuck have you gotten yourself into, or out of, or whatever the fuck was going on? And I was really nervous whether I should punch this guy out or if I should take off my pants and be cool and just try on the shorts, and so what if he sees my prick anyway? I'm only 12 years old. I took off my underwear and I was standing there totally naked and Mike's eyes were popping out. And I went to pull off the shorts to see if they fit, but he stopped me and he told me that he wanted to take my measurements first. And he sort of took my body and leaned it against the wall and began to measure my thighs and my calf muscles, 13 inches by the way. And then the fucker did it. He pressed his palm very softly against my prick and my balls and said that he should measure that now. No more, I thought. I took that motherfucker, and mostly by instinct, I guess, gave him a pretty solid fiver over the back of his neck. Then I got angry. He was down on his knees from that punch and just took him by his face and pushed him so that his head hit on the brass bedpost. And then I simply whipped my clothes on again, picked up the uniform, and made it to the door, where he came running after me and told me not to be angry. August 7th, 1965. Tonight we got drunk, but not as bad as last night, so we went over to some terrible bar and tried to pick something up. A guy told us that the, <laughs> a guy told us that the Celia sisters were heading down toward the beach. I had gotten a blowjob once from Alice Celia, and a little sister had quite a reputation herself, so Willie and I headed after them. When we caught up to them, we waited about 10 feet behind and watched them duck into an alleyway. They were both stone drunk. When we passed by, we saw them making out with each other all over the concrete. Boy, that really turns me on, Willie said to me. Then he called for Alice, and she came over and said to me, I remember you. You came in my mouth, and it tasted like strawberries. This girl is really fucked up, I thought. She was only 14, too. Her sister was 13. Want to go down to the beach with us? I asked. Okay. On the way over to the beach, Alice pissed right in the street, but I don't want to soil my diary with a description of that. Then some other guys spotted us with them and told some other guys who told some other guys, and I swear before long, the whole fucking town was on the beach waiting for blowjobs. 
One guy came up to me and asked what was going on. These two girls, I think, are about to give out an awful lot of blowjobs, I said. Get in line, someone else told him. Willie and I left that fucking scene, got a ball, and went down to the courts in the dark to practice foul shots for the game tomorrow.
Dunno. It's horrible, isn't it? It's making me feel sick. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. Well, why don't you do something about it? Why don't you get it out of here? Isn't there any way you can get rid of it? I'm gonna touch it. Oh, God. I'm not touching it. It's, it's filthy. It stinks. Well, we're gonna have to smell it for the rest of the goddamn night if you don't get rid of it. It stinks. I'm not touching it. Well, what am I supposed to do about it? I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not well, filthy. It's disgusting. Just get it out of here. It's no big deal. Jesus, just go on. Get rid of it. Where, where, where do you want me to put it? I don't know. What do you, what do you want me to Well, do? just throw it outside. I don't know. I don't care. Just put it out the door or something. Just get rid of it. Go on. What are you waiting for? I kind of like it. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, is it starting to grow on you or something? Yeah. God. Yeah, I'm beginning to grow attached to it. it, it, it it's... Once you get used to the smell, it's... Hi, this is the Reverend Hell. I'm eating a sandwich and getting a blowjob. I'm not really getting a blowjob. At least I don't think so. I just don't know anymore. Stop that ridiculous music. You know, friends, preaching is a heavy burden. Sometimes I wonder, should I turn in my collar? I'm confused. God keeps fooling me. Or is it the devil? But I'm so full of love, I know I have a mission tonight. And just because I have these nocturnal missions, it don't mean it's the devil's work. God still works while we sleep. I'm so full of love, it just runs over. You know, I saw the Reverend Al Green last night, and I heard him say, you didn't need money if you had love. And then he took off his shirt. I believe him. We must be as little children. Short, a <laughs> Short attention spans. Mysterious hard-ons. Tears. Sudden mood shifts. Fuck you. Send money. All is well. God speaks through me. Hello, friends. This is the Reverend Hell, back again, bringing you no hope whatsoever. And brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you, times have been hard in hell. That guy I was talking to, I found out he wasn't God after all. Who's preaching? Get rid of that guy. Cut the fucking organ. But really, everything's all right. Cheer up, friends. Amen. Praise God. I've been praying. Cheer up. Everything's fine. Amen. 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 About 1948 or 50, the number of people living all at once equaled the number who had ever lived at any time, all added together. The present, as far as numbers go, became equal to the past. We are now in the future. It is something else. Has it doubled? 
Has it quadrupled? All we now know for sure is the dead are in the minority. They are outnumbered by us who are living. What does this do to our way of communicating? Males, rarely from people we know, I spend time saving it to send it to Wesleyan, Northwestern, or Santa Cruz for fungi and arts, a pictures thus given of this moment in history, ephemera give it, rest of the male's bureaucratic fundraising by institutions concerned with health and environment, human rights, etc. Three copies of the same document, contribution re-requests, bureaucratic inefficiency glaringly exhibited, all thrown away, triplicate stamped envelopes included. Phone rings, reviving practice of Buddhism, practice, whether sentient or non-sentient, practice of Buddhism, the general outlines of, Every being, including the telephone, is the Buddha, is world-honored, is answered, is the, is of, is emptiness, fullness, all of creation, endless interpenetration, together with non-obstruction. Of what avail, then, the use of answering service? attempt to free oneself from interruption. Solitude for just a moment regained is utterly finally lost, finding 19th, not 21st, in 20th century. Are you into fax and electronic mail? Are you in touch, HCE? We live in glass houses, our vitric surroundings, transparent, reflective, putting images outside in space of what's inside our homes. Everything's as multiplied as we are. Each moment is magic. We have no idea what's being seen or heard. The quantity is beyond count. The quality is ready-made art. This demonstrates validity of those works of art in which no place is more important than another. Beauty at all points. If it doesn't click, Wittgenstein, take a clicker from your pocket and click it. Transform your perception of it, of whatever, no matter what the name, what the artist's name, no need for balance, harmony, contrast, climax. In this situation, what's the artist's proper behavior? Self-expression? Or should he put himself aside, so to speak, change himself, asking questions, 
instead of following laws, or making an attempt after breaking them to establish yet another or others, getting rid of the principles of law, of control, increasing world and life enjoyment seems more radical, removal of the likes and dislikes, chance operations, wanting to get a taxi, avoiding a gentleman on the corner who was there ahead of me, I separated my problem from his by going to the opposite side of the street. Just as I hailed an empty cab, I was surprised. The gentleman rushed ahead of me and actually got in the cab without even a remark. I don't know whether he happened to see, but another cab picked me up before he was out of sight. What are some of the various eventualities in a changed society? No government, keeping education in first place, keeping it, that is, for you to give to yourself, increase of unemployment until we are all self-employed, self-taught, self-governed, a way not just to say anarchy, but to do it. Forget the politicians, they are on the moon. When they saw we were no longer voting, they left. <laughs> Not bothering with money, preferring credit. Credit's electronic. No person need be without it. But who'll do all the work? Those who do will have pleasure seeing their work actually carried out. Robots making robots. We have the next war mapped out for us to make the world safe for poverty. Violation, violation of laws made to protect the rich while there's still government, pass laws based on the needs of the poor, give them shelter, squatting privileges, change the economic structure of society out of profit and ownership into use. The police walled up the doors and windows. The house is again not used. And the people are still homeless. Mayor said, evict the squat. The police did it brutally. A house was empty. We restored it, filled space with life, concerts, discussions, people's kitchen, libraries. Nobody gets money for her or his work. A nonprofit basis, changes of behavior, discussions about sex, overcoming repressive structures, having no need for art, pleased with what I see. Pleased with what I hear, surrounded by multiplicity. He said he could imagine a world without art and that it wasn't bad. Oh, artlessness, the sound of traffic, an instance of silence, the sound of traffic, the sound of traffic, 
an instance of silence. Phone rings, reviving practice of Christianity. Split the stick. Split the stick, and there is Jesus walking on the walking, on the writing, on the water, on the water as though nothing happened. The snow, the white animal asleep, safely asleep in the tree, no traces left. Reviving practice, whether meditation or non-meditation, pleased or displeased, won't burn, the metal ones won't burn, is a, is the, is of, is emptiness, fullness, practicality, all creation, endless interpenetration, whispered truths, the necessity to find new forms of living, new forms of living together, to stop the estrangement between us, to overcome the patriarchal thinking, the authoritarian structures, and the coldness, human not-togetherness. The necessity to develop a culture that consciously opposes the ruling culture, a culture which we create, we determine, which overcomes the passive consumers' attitudes, and which is not ruled by profiteering. Aesthetic spirit is as though visibility would not help, as though everything that is generally understood must stop. Only what one person alone understands helps all of us. How? What is not understood a mystery is now necessary, something we don't, of which we can't make head or tail, a music of variations without repetitions, an introduction to pleasure that has no need for proof or ideas or feelings, goal without goal. And what did I hear? or see, I can't be sure. It was as if there was nothing on which to depend, as if there was nothing but in the presence of. Nikshagligo wrote from Zagreb to say, the ugly Yugoslavian war is not between people. It has been brought about by that part of government and army that's concerned with Serbian power. Let our friends and all others know the truth. This is not ethnic, nor civil war, nor different ways of thinking. This is an imperialist political aggression. It's all happening in the heart of Europe at the end of the 20th century possibly bringing about the total disappearance of Croatian state and people. What did you hear? The Pentagon giving up on the radio, soldiers not to be paid, just discharged, 
700,000, a great boon for unemployment. Do you think we'll finally see unemployment's what we've been working towards? Unemployment's self-employment. At last, we may be doing what we, the human race, could be doing, all of us. As he said, Suzuki said, there seems to be a tendency well, toward the good. I know you are, baby. I've seen you go into that meditative state. You're the snake charmer, baby. And you're also the snake. You're a closer.
the last poem is called Thanks for Nothing. And I started writing it on my 70th birthday in December of 2006. Thanks for nothing on my 70th birthday. I wanna give my thanks to everyone for everything. And as a token of my appreciation, I wanna offer back to you all my good and bad habits as magnificent, priceless jewels, wish-fulfilling gems, satisfying your every need and want. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thanks. May every drug I ever took come back and get you high. <laughs> May every glass of wine and vodka I ever drank come back and make you feel really good numbing your nerve ends, allowing the natural clarity of your mind to flow free. May all the suicides be songs of aspiration. Thanks that bad news is always true. May all the chocolate I've ever eaten come back rushing through your bloodstream and make you feel happy. Thanks for allowing me to be a poet, a noble effort doomed but the only choice. <laughs> I wanna thank you for your kindness and praise. Thanks for celebrating me. Thanks for the resounding applause. Thanks for taking everything for yourself and giving nothing back. You were always only self-serving. Thanks for exploiting my big ego and making me a star for your own benefit. Thanks that you never paid me. Thanks for all the sleaze. Thanks for being mean and rude and smiling at my face. I am happy that you robbed me. I am happy that you lied. I am happy that you helped me. Thanks, grazie, merci beaucoup. May you smoke a joint with William and spend some intimate time with his mind, more profound than any book he wrote. I give enormous thanks to all my lovers, beautiful men with brilliant minds, great artists, Bob, Jasper, Ugo. May they come here and make love to you. And may my many other lovers of totally great sex, countless lovers of boundless, fabulous sex, countless lovers of boundless, fabulous sex, countless lovers of boundless, fabulous sex in the golden age of promiscuity, may they all come here and make love to you if you want. 
May they hold you in their arms, bawling to your heart's delight, bawling to your heart's delight, bawling to your heart's delight. <clears throat> May all the people who are dead, Alan, Brian, Cookie, Jack, and I do not miss any of you. I don't miss any of them. No nostalgia. It was wonderful that we loved each other, but I do not want any of them back. <laughs> now, if any of you are attracted to any of them, May they come back from the dead and do whatever is your pleasure. May they multiply and be the slaves of whomever wants them, satisfying your every wish and desire. But you won't want them as masters, as their demons. May Andy come here fall in love with you and make each of you a superstar. Everyone can have Andy, everyone can have Andy, everyone can have Andy, everyone can have an Andy. <laughs> Huge hugs to my friends who betrayed me. Every friend became an enemy sooner or later. Deep kisses to my loves that failed. I am delighted you are vacuum cleaners sucking everything into your dirt bag. You are none other than a reflection of my mind. Thanks for the depression problem and feeling like suicide every day of my life. And now that I'm 75, I'm happily almost there. <laughs> 20 billion years ago, in the primordial wisdom soup, beyond comprehension and indescribable, something without substance moved slightly and became something imperceptible, moved again and became invisible, moved again and became a particle, and particles moved again and became a quark, and again and became quarks, moved again and again and became protons and neutrons and the 12 dimensions of space. Tiny fireballs of primordial energy bits tossed back and forth in a game of catch between particles, transmitting electromagnetic light and going really fast, 40 million times a second, where the pebble hits the water. This is where the trouble began. Something without substance became something with substance. Why did this happen? Because something substance-less had a feeling of missing out on something. <laughs> not getting it, not getting it, not getting it, not getting 
something when there was nothing to have. From that primordially endless potential to modern day reality, 20 billion years later has produced me and my stupid grasp in mind, has made me and you and my uh, grasp in mind. May Rinpoche and all the great Tibetan teachers who loved me come back and love you more. May they hold you in their wisdom hearts, bathe you in all pervasive compassion, give you pith instructions, and may you, with the diligence of Olympic athletes, do meditation practice, and may you, with great confidence, realize the true nature of mind. America, thanks for the neglect. I did it without you. <laughs> Let us celebrate poetic justice. You and I never were, never tried to do anything, and never succeeded. Thanks for introducing me to the face of the naked mind. Thanks for nothing. <laughs>